Can you say whether Proud is a supplement to neo-humanism, or whether neo-humanism is an appendix to Proud? See, Proud is based on spirituality. Neo-humanism is also based on spirituality. Neither Proud nor neo-humanism are subservient to each other. Which is of primordial importance, Proud or neo-humanism? See, all are of equal importance because they are all based on the fundamental spiritual philosophy of Anandamarga. If you brief for the understanding, neo-humanism today? Okay, so what is neo-humanism? The liberation of intellect. The present day humanity has made considerable intellectual progress that we all know, but there is no adjustment in the inner and outer worlds. This maladjustment makes people feel distress. In the inner psychic movement, human beings need balance with the external psychic world. How to find this balance? We have to find what is the most important in our lives. What do we value the most? What is the most valuable treasure of humanity? So we know that devotion is the most precious treasure of humanity. Devotion must be preserved most carefully. Devotion is such a tender inner asset. One must build a protective fence around it, around it to preserve it from the onslaught of materialism. When devotion is directed for the indigenous effect of territory, it is called geosentiment. Of all the factors that cause imbalance in the world, the primary one is geosentiment, which concerns itself with the interest of one's own locality at the expense of the other localities. You know, there is an example of geosentiment Atomic attack on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki almost 78 years ago on July 16, 1945. The nuclear age began with the world's first nuclear weapons test explosion in the New Mexico desert and there weeks after. And three weeks later, with the atomic attacks on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, when Albert Einstein came to know, after atomic bomb explosion at Hiroshima and Nagasaki, he made a statement, if I had known, I would have preferred to become a shoemaker. The cultivation of science should be carried out under the supervision of sentient people. The cultivation of science should be carried out under the supervision of sentient people. The collective welfare of living beings will remain a distant dream unless science and worldly power are fully controlled by the sentient people. Now comes when the devotion is limited to the particular community. It is called social sentiment. When devotion is limited for humanity, it is called human sentiment. But this human sentiment has violated the interests of animals, of non-human creatures. 
what is the most powerful means with which to fight limited sentiments, such destructive sentiments? You have to study rationality or awaken conscience. Study rationality or awaken conscience. Oh, clever human beings. If you want to be a fool, give up studying. If you want to be a sinner, avoid feeling of sympathy for others. If you want just to live a peaceful life and never be disturbed, then keep silent. And if you hope to completely avoid danger, then you must never close your eyes. The second point is universalism, the principle of social equality. Geo sentiment danger. How will people make their human existence glorious? By rising above the geo sentiment and by helping others to rise above it also. This geo sentiment attacks not just from one direction, but from many directions at once. It spreads its roots into all spheres of human life, just as single banyan tree spreads its roots under all corners of the mansion, ultimately causing its total collapse. In the same way, this geosentiment attacks the whole human personality and annihilates all its noble qualities. The only way to protect oneself from the all-out attack of this geosentiment is to develop a rationalistic mentality. Then the third is devotion, a practical path of a psycho-spiritual approach to life. Develop proto-spiritualistic mentality. What is the way to counteract this socio-sentiment? The only way to eliminate is to develop proto-spiritualistic mentality. The basis of this proto-spiritualistic mentality is Sam Samaja Tattva, the principle of social equality. When people understand this principle from the core of their hearts, they spontaneously develop proto-spirituality mentality. Proto-spirituality psychic structure. So this Samsamaj Tattva is very necessary to fight against a social sentiment. There is no other way as my life is dear to me, everyone's life is equally dear to them. Samsamaj Tattva, what is Samsamaj Tattva? If one avoids this Samsamaj Tattva and thinks, I will be a virtuous person, I will be a devotee of the Lord, I will do all sorts of good deeds, but I will not raise any voice against injustice. I must say that will be foolish. Trying to do good while avoiding this Samsamaj Tattva is just like placing the cart before the horse. The cart should be placed behind the horse. It is foolish to place in front. Samasamaja Tattva teaches that the basis of dharma, that is righteousness, is a collective march of all in unison. Vishwajaner Payal Tale Dhulimay Jet Bhumi Saito Sorg Bhumi Sabai Niye Sabar Majhe Lukiye Acho Tumi Saito Amar Tumi Rabindranath Tagore so this dusty earth which humanity treads, this is indeed heaven. 
you who are within all, hiding in every heart, you are indeed mine. This is the first and the last word of Samsamaj Tattva. Love all, hate none. So this Samsamaj Tattva is the firm foundation of society. And what is it that maintains a social dynamism on this firm foundation? It is the proto-spiritualistic psychic structure, the proto-spiritualistic mentality. This proto-spiritualistic mentality has been moving eternally towards the supreme entity. Undulating waves have no beginning or end. They spread out in all directions, endlessly. No one can stop its movement. No one has the power to stop it. And the supreme consciousness also wants this proto-spiritualistic systematic movement to continue endlessly until it finally merges in him. Once a person is established in the proto-spiritualistic flow, what happens within his or her mind? Devotion as a cult is transformed into the devotion as a principle. Only at that stage, when devotion becomes a principle, can one fight against social sentiment. And devotion is the process of expanding one's inner love and that is possible through meditation. And this love should be for all created beings, for humans, for the plants, for the animals and then all animate and inanimate world, all molecules, atoms, electrons, protons, positrons, neutrons are the vegetable expressions of the same supreme consciousness so this concept has to be very clear in one's mind. When underlying spirit of humanism is extended to one and all and the ecological environment in this universe, that is new humanism, ever new humanism, the practice of love for all created beings of this universe. In the absence of devotion, life seems to lack vital rhythm. It becomes dull and dreary and miserable. At present, all over the world, cynicism is becoming rampant. Cynicism results when the inner aspects of life is neglected. Devotion is a practical path which leads towards the stage of subtlety, towards the state of inner happiness, expansion of mind. Through devotion, one becomes spiritually strengthened. The mind becomes more stable. One realizes more and more spiritual bliss by expansion of one's mind. Intellect becomes liberated. That's why we call neo-humanism is the liberation of intellect. The easiest way to arouse devotion, love for all by dynamic meditation. With the bhava Everything around us is nothing but the manifestation of the cosmic consciousness, the God. Based on the philosophy of Neo-Humanism by Prabhataranjan Sarkar, there is a song, I love this tiny green island surrounded by the sea, touched by the sea, decorated by the sea. I love this tiny green island surrounded by the sea. Am I a secluded figure? In the vast, a little amigar? No, 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 I am not alone. The great is with me. The great is with me. Thank you.